This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. Remember that at the end of the day, a consumer is going to buy it because it works better for their lives and their family. And most consumers out there have never heard of an idea of an egg from a plant. And they certainly have never heard of this idea that you can make real meat without the need to slaughter an animal. And it's really important that we remember that most consumers are not aware. This was Josh Tetrick, the co-founder and CEO of the Eat Just Company a $1.2 billion food startup founded 10 years ago, which is, and I'm quoting Forbes here, providing justice for animals while addressing food scarcity and the climate crisis. By now, Eat Just has sold the equivalent of 250 million chicken eggs and raised more than $800 million in funding from investors like Bill Gates, Mark Benioff, and Paul Allen. It took his team four or five years to have a plant-based product that scrambled like an egg. At that point, they spent three to four million dollars and the taste wasn't even there yet. It just behaved like an egg. And Josh also runs good meat, which is not plant-based. It is actual meat produced from a cell in a vessel. Needless to say, a lot to discuss about branding and storytelling and naming and Josh dives deep into all of it in an extremely edutaining conversation. But before we dive in, I'd like to thank the latest supporter of the show, Skander Benamore, who joined the Golden Brand Circle. If you want to be part of our monthly calls with a group of 20 or so creatives and entrepreneurs to chat about brand strategy and your current business and marketing challenges, all while keeping this show advertising free, please head on over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark to do so. And now, without further ado, over to my inspiring conversation with Josh. Welcome to the show, Josh. Good to be with you, Fabian. So, so great to have you. Um, just to give my audience a little bit of, 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 of a background, the Eat Just Company, which is by now a $1.2 billion food startup, um, was founded by yourself almost 11 years ago by now. Um, and I'm quoting Forbes here because they said it so nicely just a week or two ago. Um, they said that you're providing justice for animals while addressing food scarcity and the climate crisis. By now, you have sold the equivalent of 250 million chicken eggs and raised more than $800 million in funding from investors like Bill Gates and Paul Allen, and the list goes on. It took you, though, and this is something that people would like to forget, or they might they might not even know, that it took you four or five years to have a plant-based product that actually scrambled like an egg. And we're just talking about scrambling. Like, at that point, I believe, and correct me with any of these numbers, right? But I believe at that point, you spent three to four million dollars just to get it to scramble. The taste wasn't even perfect yet. It just behaved like an egg. Take us on that on that journey of determination. Like how 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 did the idea start, and then and then what kept you going through these years and years and and, and millions of dollars, and, and and how did you keep up? 
So it was really my uh, best friend and co-founder. Um, his name is Josh Bach that um, was the, the reason that I eventually got into this. Um, I met him when I was 13 and pretty much since I was 13 years old, he's been trying to um, pop my reality bubble and get me to see what food is, not what the abstract like old mcdonald had a farm food is but like actually what food is especially chicken beef and pork what does it look like what's happening um there what happens to the animal what happens to our rainforest what happens to our body um and uh thankfully back in uh 2012 that's really the year that we were founded i decided that i was gonna finally do something about it and, and we focus on two things at, at Eat Just. The first is um, we think we can make an egg from a plant better than an egg from a chicken. Hmm. There are about 2 trillion eggs that were laid last year, all from, from chickens. Uh, and we think ultimately, um, if you make it from a plant, it'll taste a lot better. It'll be a lot healthier. It'll be a lot um, less costly. And, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. And then the second thing that we do is we make real meat without the need to slaughter an animal. It's a, a product called good meat. So this is explicitly not plant-based. So for your listeners that are, are vegan, they might not be into it. Um, this is real animal flesh, but you just don't need to slaughter the animal. Uh, and we sell that today in, in Singapore. So two categories, egg and meat, made in different ways. One plant-based, one um, is called cultivating uh, meat, uh, and the other is plant-based egg. So starting with the starting with the eggs. So you're right. We raised a little bit of money, um, <laughs> and it took us a long time to try to find something that scrambles. And that's that was the that was challenge number one. Um, and if you think about cracking an egg in a pan, um, it doesn't just stay in its liquid state. It it gels. It scrambles mm -hmm. at about 45 seconds and it builds the the curds and the folds that you're used to in an egg. So our challenge is, can we find a protein in a plant that does that? So we brought all these plants in, we did lots of testing, nothing worked. And then finally we found something that worked. And by work, I mean, it scrambled in a pan. Um, and yeah, that, that, uh, that cost some number of millions of dollars to get to. <laughs> and then, we were off to the next challenge of, all right, you can do it in a pan. Well, how do you do it at scale? And that was probably where uh, the first of many blind spots that I had uh, occurred because I thought, well, once we found something that would work in a pan in the lab, well, we could easily launch it. And it turns out the whole process of commercializing it is much more complicated than I thought. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until really 2018 um, a few years later that we figured out a way to commercialize it at scale. And that was from me bringing on um, a CTO and members of our operations and manufacturing team who had done this large scale commercialization of things process before. Um, and they were really fundamental to, to getting, uh, to getting just egg out the door. So fascinating on, 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 on many levels, but uh, what, what, what really sticks with me too is that you you spent millions of dollars for years 
selling your investors and everyone who you who you you know poached from or maybe poached is a big word well it's an egg word so it works it's a pun right you push people from from big companies right to 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 believe in really a dream and i know the, 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 it's this cliche right like you you got to sell people on the dream but usually people can point at something and say well we can make this happen because of x with you you really didn't know. I mean, you were you were you were determined that some there must be a way to create something that will behave and taste like 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 an egg from a chicken, or even better. But you really didn't know if it would work, or 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 or, or did you? No, you're right. Yeah, and we 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 had enough evidence to think that there was a decent probability of it working but that's a whole a decent probability is a whole <laughs> lot different than being certain uh, but yeah that is yeah, amazing that's right and and i mean in in in, in investors and i know a lot of founders um, who are listening to this and entrepreneurs must be must be also aching to hear that so so i mean how how did you how did you sell them on the dream was it was yeah. it the idea of how big this could get if we mm -hmm. make it happen, or was it about the environment, or was it about you know pointing yeah. your fingers at other companies in the industry? Yeah, well, there there were no other companies uh, in the industry, sort of of note to to point to at the time. No one was approaching it in this way. And what we shared with them is um, there are two trillion eggs. Well, at that time, it wasn't two trillion eggs; probably like one point three trillion eggs. So there are one point three trillion eggs that were laid last year. And that's probably a data point that they didn't know because they don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about egg production. Mm -hmm. um, and it, at that time, it was a market size north of 200 billion. Uh, lots of people around the world, in Europe, in the US, and China, wake up and they eat an egg. Um, so it, it ends up being a breakfast habit ritual for billions of people around the world. Um, and the way we make eggs today would surprise you. Um, and the way that we make them today, um, requires billions of animals, uh, requires hundreds of millions of acres of land to plant, to plant soy and corn to feed those animals. They lay roughly an egg per day. Then after two years, the chickens are, quote, spent. Mm. Um, and it's a process that if you're an alien looking from the outside in, right, if you didn't have any... As they are. <laughs> right, if, if, you weren't, if you weren't sort of living in the world we live in today and you could really have a, an outsider perspective, you'd look at it and be like, that sounds bizarre. It's Why insanity. do we do it that way? Yeah. Um, so I think they were really interested in, in what a new approach, what technology could do to an existing pretty inefficient system. The other thing I think entrepreneurs, and I've really learned this as I've, you know, continue to build, build the company, you know, you don't need to, um, sort of feign certainty, like very mm -hmm. few things are certain. Um, you know, the way we think about it, um, and this relates to how we talk to employees or potential investors, um, is everything we're doing is to try to increase the likelihood of it happening. Um, and being confident is different than being certain. And that for an for a new team member, whether that is you know someone who's you know running marketing or design, um, running brand or an investor, if they're wanting certainty, they should definitely not mess around with us. <laughs> we can give them that. Um, yeah. We can give that. We can get be confident and show them where the challenges are and give them a high likelihood of 
success, but definitely not certainty. And I mean, talking about, you know, uncertainty, um, it, it must have also been a tough sell to re-educate consumers. I'm sure it still is and it will be for a long time, but it also got you into a lawsuit with, um, you know, this little company called Unilever, um, mm. <laughs> where you called your product just mayo, which they said wasn't mayo, but you won. Um, and and so what what I find so, so interesting about... Um, the name just, right? Um, it, it can be seen the way it should be seen, which is, you know, you make it in a just way, but others might say, this is this is just eggs, right? These are just eggs. These are, these are just mayo. There's nothing else but mayo in it or there's nothing else but eggs in it. How does this, or, or good meat, right? Is it real meat? There mm -hmm. must be this constant conversation and it's kind of a little bit of um of a mind juggle to really to, to your brand name and is that on purpose and mm -hmm. it got you to a lot of trouble is that a good thing for you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so we uh we we chose a name just um and so just egg today is in about two million households um, every major retailer except essentially except trader joe's in north america hmm. um and you're right, it has this, this, um, these multiple meanings um, inherent in it. Um, so it's important for us to have a name that is simple, that is, um, if someone wants to think a little bit more about it, they, they can. It opens up that, that opportunity for them to see the more layered approach and the, the depth that we're, we're trying to go for. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's important that people also know that it is made from a plant. So if someone is going to, you know, Walmart or they're shopping at Whole Foods or you're in Florida and you're shopping at Publix, we want you to know that when you look at the egg set, that there is one product that is made from a plant, not a chicken there. So although we call it just, we also um, see a lot of value in differentiating it. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of figured that that word might, uh, might have, uh, <laughs> might, might cause some issues, but it, it felt right to us. Yeah. And this is always, there's always this tension, right? There's this tension in packaging. There's this tension in branding. There's a, this, this tension in advertising and a fair amount of it is actually really useful. Like you said, it's kind of like that elevator pitch where, you know, the story is when you have an elevator pitch, you just have to say enough to get people actually interested to ask, wait, tell me more. And I feel like with Just Egg, with with, with the very unique packaging um, and the name and then the made from plants, but it says Just Egg, there's just enough of this immediate controversy <laughs> that as a consumer, you're like, wait, wait, what? And, and maybe that wait, what is actually part of what makes it so interesting. Yeah, it's got to be, and I probably think differently about it today than um, than when I started. I, yeah, I want people to know that it's from a plant today. That helps us mm -hmm. that they know it's from a plant, but it's got to be similar enough to an egg that it fits into. This also feels familiar. Yeah, I think that's the right when we get it right. That's the right balance to strike of. All right, this this feels like an egg. It feels like it's within the zone of an egg, but it's also different enough to where I'm going to give it a try. And the primary reason that people buy Just Egg today is they're just trying to eat a little bit healthier for breakfast. 
That's it. It's cholesterol. They're not, yeah, it's cholesterol and it's also saturated fat. So cholesterol and saturated fat for 40 years, we've known increase the probability of cardiovascular disease, saturated fat even more than dietary cholesterol. Um, and um, people might get tired of just eating oatmeal or wheat toast or, you know, avocado toast. And they want to eat something that is savory, really tasty, and they want to feel better about it. Um, and that more than the environment, more than helping animals, that is the primary driver. And that's, um, and when you think about what, what, um, you know, our primary brand message is it's that eat a little bit healthier for breakfast. And why am I not surprised that as a human species, it is most important for us to feel better about ourselves rather than anything that really has a bigger impact <laughs> on the longevity of this you, planet. <laughs> you know, it's been, um, it's actually been a, a hard realization for me because, you know, our company is about a lot of, a lot of things inform me personally. Like for example, the primary reason I do this is I don't want to harm animals for me. Um, The primary reason my, uh, you know, my head of product development does this is more around climate change. The primary reason that, you know, someone else does it is around health. So there are lots of different reasons to be motivated mm -hmm. by, but, you know, it's important to, we can't be so in our own heads. We've got to be connected with what is driving actual human beings who don't live in our headquarters um, who, who are buying it and what motivates them more than anything else is eating a little bit better, not perfect, just eating a little bit better for breakfast. And we've got to meet people where they are. Well, and I think, I think one of these, uh, I mean, I mean, something that, that the most genius of companies today do so well, and I would, I would put you uh, right smack in the center of that is It's not about it's not about making sure that they are hundred percent behind your mission. No, it's about a lot of people buying your product because if you are quote unquote mission based, right? Like if you actually do this, and you are not quote unquote, you are hundred percent mission based, right? You're not. People don't see that immediately outside, right? On on your on the shelf, but but when you go deep inside of it, I mean, your entire the reason of existence for 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 the Eat Just brand is because there's a bigger mission at heart, but. If I if I buy the just egg um, product for for my parents because they have cholesterol issues, hey, more power to me because guess what? It's going to drive change. And so whatever customers, whatever whatever they want, right? I mean, think about the Liquid Death uh, brand, which is insane, and it's the opposite spectrum from your brand. Um, it's still exactly, it has the same mission at heart that you have, where for them it's just about let's make sure that people recycle cans and, and it's, not, it's not putting all of these plastic bottles of the big, uh, of the big four companies mm -hmm. into the plant. And, but they buy it because it's punk rock and it's cool and it's got a skull on it, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Buy it for whatever reason, right? As long as what happens, the deeper mission of the company is what matters. And so for you, it's just yeah. about moving a lot of products. Yeah. Yeah, so I think what what I've realized is that people are not buying eggs and chicken and beef and pork today because they're trying to do something proactively harmful to their own bodies. They're not buying um, eggs and chicken, beef and pork today because they care about tearing down the rainforest. They're not buying chicken, beef and eggs because they're trying to 
torture a mother pig. That's not why they're buying it. They're buying it because it's there, it's tasty, they're used to it, and it's accessible. That's why they're buying it. Yeah. And and I think um, when you when you realize that you just can't be in your own head, you've got to try to be behind the eyes of people that are buying it. You realize that everyone doesn't have to have exactly the same motivations you have. Um, but give the ability to dig into it more if they want. So if someone wants to go deeper into the, our world, they can. And we provide information. We have a whole uh, part of our website built out to do that. But for most people, they don't got time for all that. They're busy. They're trying to throw an egg, um, our just folded egg in a toaster and get moving, right? They don't yeah. need to dive into a whole, you know, documentary just for breakfast. They want to taste <laughs> a little bit better. And that's it. And that that's okay with me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and after after just eggs, uh what what else will be just? I mean, what else will be in your brand portfolio? I I, I heard that there might be might be beef or already is beef and chicken. Uh, or or will those fall into the good meats brand? Yeah, that's right. So all things egg under just. So every year we um improve the the base product and then put out um like frozen products is an example to expand the just egg portfolio. So everything just is egg. So we, we want an egg to be just, we think it should be made from a plant. And then on the meat side, we have a separate brand called good and that's called good meat. Um, and the idea behind that is people like eating real meat. They just prefer to feel a little bit better about it. Um, and we started with chicken. That's what's being sold in Singapore today. And then we'll move on to beef and then move on to pork. Um, and that is um, about three years behind Just Egg, just in terms of its growth or really just getting started there. But thus far, we're the only company in the world that's ever sold that approach to making meat. So it's not plant-based. It starts from a cell and then you get uh, you get a final meat product. So um, some pretty challenging things on the brand side that we're going to have to have to do. With <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I mean, isn't the story of a steel vessel a really romantic story to tell? Um, but yeah. but this but but I mean, it's fascinating, right? Because because you say it's real meat because it starts with a cell, um, but it's slaughter free. I mean, how how? I mean, it's it, it it's creepy, it's weird, but it's exciting. Yeah. It makes tons yeah. of sense. Again, if you're the alien looking down, you're like, oh, someone's doing it, right? <laughs> right? It's like this makes a yeah. lot more sense to me. But yeah. I mean, in 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 the few markets that you're in right now, how, how do you tell that story? Or is there already an incumbent? Is there someone there that already told the story for you? No, we're the only one doing it. Yes, wow. we're the only one that's ever sold this uh, this new approach to meat uh, making meat. So it's never happened before um, before us. Um, since we started selling, so this is this is how uh, this is how we share it. Um, there are eighty. I'm going to use chicken as an example, but you could use beef or pork too. So there are eighty billion chickens on the planet Jesus. today. Um, and most of when you think of just the the animal number of animals in the world, less than three percent are wild animals. Most are domesticated, like chicken. Uh, chickens and cows and, and pigs. So 80 billion chickens and these 80 billion chickens are feeding us chicken wings and nuggets and chicken breasts and whole chickens and thigh meat. And they're eating every day. Uh, and primarily they're eating soy and corn. Mm -hmm. And this soy and corn has to be grown somewhere. And often what we do is we, 
jumping bulldozers and we knock down um, rainforests. And instead of a rainforest, we have uh, massive soy and corn fields, not to feed us, but to feed the damn chickens. So then the chickens are fed for about 45 days. And keep in mind, these are not robots. These are living, breathing animals that, if not for us, would be um, dust bathing, would be scratching and pecking and having a social life, like not our social life, but still having a a social life as an animal. Um, But instead, we lock them up in a warehouse and after 45 days, we slaughter them and then we eat our chicken nuggets. Mm Mm-hmm. So we think this process is insane. Um, And we think when we tell our great grandkids about this, they're going to think we were insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to, we want to change it. And what we do is we start with a cell and you can get the cell from um, a cell bank or even an egg. Um, And then we identify um, certain amino acids and sugars and salts for the cell to consume. Think of that almost like as a chicken feed, but it's Mm -hmm. a cell. Um, And then instead of it being grown in a warehouse, it's grown in a stainless steel vessel. It's sterile, little to no risk of E. coli, salmonella, fecal contamination, other gross stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how we make meat. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's how ultimately we think years from now, uh, how the majority of meat is going to be made. I still think there's going to be a place for local, organic, um, yeah. regenerative agriculture. If yeah. that was the way meat was being made, we wouldn't even be doing this. Yeah. What we're talking about are the places that, you know, meat's kind of a funny thing. It's like um, we have cameras everywhere. We've got cameras following us when we drive, when we're mm-hmm. walking on city streets in shopping markets, except we don't have cameras where meat is made <laughs> um, and you know, where weight is going. Um, and it's for good reason. People don't want to see it. Well, uh, and, and so my brother, who's an amazing documentary uh, filmmaker in Austria, he, he, he had this movie called Our Daily Bread, which, which, which was a big hit. And it, in that movie, there's this one scene where he goes through this, this chicken farm, which of course is not a farm. And of course, it's all inside with crazy lights and the whole thing. And it's this like mile long, like walkway where, and you know that, but maybe some of my listeners don't, where you literally have three or four um, levels of, 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 of chicks on the on, on the right and on the left yeah. and there's a woman walking through and she basically just just like like drops all the ones that died on the floor so that someone afterwards can come and pick them up and that's really when you, when i when when you talked about a steel vessel and i'm like well that's kind of gross and strange and then you think about that picture mm-hmm. and then you really you really start wondering well what is what is weird what is wrong, right? <laughs> and it's like, but 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 the re-education and and that and and getting people into understanding what actually makes meat good um, for for your brand will be will be extremely an extreme an extreme challenge, but a wonderful story yeah. to see unfold. No, no, yeah, no, no question. It, it is an extreme challenge, and you know something has to be pretty bad if people don't even want to know how bad it is, then you know, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. and that's most people approach me. They just kind of put their arm. I like, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think two things are true. One is we need to do a lot more educating on what meat actually is. And the other thing that's true is 
at the end of the day, people want good tasting chicken, beef, and pork that again, it's got to taste really good. It's got to be accessible. And if we, that more than anything is going to drive it. Yeah. Um, it's the other things that are sort of icing on the top, but it's got to taste really good. It's got to be affordable. That has to be the headline. Um, and the other things will, you know, help energize it. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we kind of started hinting at, uh, at, at, at this, how, how do, how do people react to something that's new that's different and, uh, that that's super close to, to politics? Um, you know, like, how do you, what do you do in a way is, is also politics. I mean, you're going against entire industries. Uh, they are very well aware of it. Um, and, and then you, you also, you also, a little bit in, 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 in the actual side of politics, I noted in April, you had a truck rolling through Washington, D.C. that sold Ted Cruz's Cancun vacation and Rick Scott's special interest, Sammy. <laughs> how did you, um, how did that feel for you and for your audience and your staff and, and, and for the press to, to go a little bit into actual that kind of like, you know, mm, yeah. arena? We had, a, we had a Joe Manchin item there, too, just so we were <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you can't, um, there's, there's obviously a political element to, to food and, you know, we have, we can't, we're, we don't want to talk about politics every day, but there's definitely a political element to it. I mean, there's a, uh, we think, uh, the IPCC, uh, has put out a report, uh, recently, uh, not only talking about health you know, climate change is accelerating, but how food is a, a primary component of the reason that it's accelerating. Mm -hmm. um, and our goal is not just to build a, a big company that's having an impact, but um, we want other companies to start that compete with us. We want policymakers in the US and in Singapore and Western Europe uh, to pass legislation that is making it more likely that the kinds of Food, not just stuff that we're making, but food that is is better for us and better for the climate are the kinds of foods that we produce. A good example of that is we have a lot of subsidies for soy and corn today in the U.S., but we don't have hardly any subsidies for kale and blueberries. Like, why, why is that? Mm -hmm. um, and it relates to, you know, our, our political system. So we want to we wanna be able to touch on these things, um, but at the same time, Remember that at the end of the day, a consumer is going to buy it because it works better for their lives and their family. And most consumers out there have never heard of an idea of an egg from a plant. And they certainly have never heard of this idea that you can make real meat without the need to slaughter an animal. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that we remember that most consumers are not aware. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a buddy named Roxy who lives in... Um, McDowell County, West Virginia. It's one of the, the lowest income counties in the United States. 90 plus percent of McDowell voted for Trump mm -hmm. um, in the last election. And um, she was, uh, she sent me an audio message the other day. She was like, you know, Josh, what do you think about these high gas prices? And we, we got into a conversation about, about, uh, about, about gas prices. And I, I mentioned, um, you know, how there are more electric cars on the road. And she said to me, you know, I've actually never seen an electric car. Wow. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of the things that like we know, but we don't know enough that we forget yeah. that 
just because the people that were around in electric car is now boring, that for the vast majority of humanity, they've never even seen an electric car. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I say never lose that friend because I think that that's <laughs> that yeah. that 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 perspective is what is 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 what is so important yeah. to actually understand. And I see that with your brand too. I mean, you bring in celebrities, you bring in like Serena Williams, you bring in you know you, you're doing something with Jose Andres. You you're really trying to to get the 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 majority of the public where they play and who they listen to, and and so that so that you you become part of that popular conversation i would say yeah that's right you gotta what's normal to us what feels obvious to me is not obvious to everyone else right and you've got to sort of be of these two minds of one recognizing that the vast majority of people are just not aware of it and um you've got to make sure to to you know not just talk about the things that personally inspire you but you know there are millions of serena williams fans Uh, out there. And Jose Andres um, is influential with with a lot of people, mm -hmm. particularly chefs around the world. Uh, so there are different people who care about health, people who care um, about, you know, leading the, 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 the culinary next steps. Um, you've got to hit all these different elements to, to really, um, to really break through. And that's where we worked. While still staying on brand, and that leads me to one of the last questions because I'm very sensitive about, about the time allotment that we have today. Um, what, after building a brand for a good uh, 11, 12 years, um, what does this often misunderstood word branding mean to you? Well, you know, we just started, so we did a lot of research and Just Egg really only launched in, in uh, 2019. Um, wow. and it really wasn't until probably even 2020, as we build out our marketing and, and branding and comms team that we got really focused on building the brand that we have, uh, today. But when I think of brand in its simplest terms, I think of what does that consumer who is busy with a thousand things in their lives that doesn't have us um, on their mind all the time, what are they feeling when they're opening up their refrigerator to choose us in their morning when they could choose lots of things? Mm -hmm. And that feeling, that emotional feeling to me is, is what the brand is. And, and we really try to focus on that feeling being this is a little bit healthier for me and my family for breakfast. And the more that we can focus on doing things that activates that feeling, um, you know, both in the quality of the ingredients we use and how accessible it is and the messages that we're communicating and the people that we spend time with, the better. I think it's that, what do you feel like when you're opening up your refrigerator and putting your hand on that? That's, that's the brand. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, listen, I've got plenty more questions. You're doing so many, so many exciting things. Um, it was such a pleasure having you on. I just want to make sure one, one last thing. How can people follow you personally? Where can they get to know um, the Eat Just uh, Company, the, the the Just Eggs Company, um, the Good Meat Company? Like, where, where do you want to send them? Yeah, you go to our website. It's uh 
ju.st. So not a complicated website. <laughs> ju.st and goodmeat is at goodmeat.co. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, Josh Tetrick. That's my, uh, my handle. And my email is uh, josh at ju.st. How awesome. And if they find you on LinkedIn, they're going to find a dog, a llama, and an insanely beautiful uh, Peru or Patagonia. What's the story? Where was that picture taken? That's right. No, that's, that's the Andes in Peru. So this is, uh, that's my, uh, that's my, my girl, Ellie, um, you know, as I'm like sucking wind, not being able to handle the, <laughs> the altitude. Um, she's just, she's just frolicking in the mountains. And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully that, that picture was We could have, we could have taken like It's another gold. another hundred <laughs> pictures like that just happened to step at that moment, but that was pretty much her for two days. Did she land in the water or did she land on you? Uh, she jumped over the water. Okay, very good. That's all I needed to know. That was my last yeah. thing. So yes, everyone go um and, and check out Chest Egg, but everyone check out that picture too because it's absolute gold. Thank you so much. Really appreciated your time. Thanks, Fabian. Josh Tetrick of Chest Egg and Good Meat. What a journey. What an inspiration. I, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have the conversation. And if so, please subscribe, rate, and do share the show. We are not advertising the show anywhere. It only travels because of listeners like you who actually got something out of my conversations. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by the wonderful Everett Barton. And the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by the one and only Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark. <laughs>